The Milburn Stone Theater presents an MST audio production of The Tsar and Tsaritsa, a dramatic interpretation of the personal letters of the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas II, his wife, Tsaritsa Alexandra, and their families during the last era of the Romanov dynasty. As Nikki travels to Copenhagen for his grandmother's funeral, he and Alex resume their correspondence during their first time apart as a married couple. After his return home, Nikki shares family news with his mother while continuing to navigate the responsibilities of ruling both his country and family. Nikki to Alex, September 22nd, 1898. On the train from Levadia to Libo, my own beloved sweet wifey, I cannot thank you enough for your tender, dear, long letter which you left me in the train. Well, I read it after I lost sight of the launch that was taking you away on board the yacht. That was a horrid moment. Did you see me wave my cap out of the window? I followed you until you got into the boat, but after that, I lost sight of you in the dark. I stood there at the window until we passed Inkerman where the bells were ringing. The moon shone beautifully and the harbor looked too lovely with the lit up ships, especially the standard. I just got your dear first telegram from Levadia. It is comforting to know you're safely home. God grant I may meet you there as quickly as possible. After all, it is a long journey. How sad I am not to see your sweet, beloved face. I cannot tell you. It is true. We are so accustomed to being constantly together that now we are separated. I feel lost. Have you been unwell or not? September 23rd. Deary mine, yesterday I walked at one of the stations where we got out together and gathered small shells off the ground. The shells and a tiny doll of the children's remained in your cabin here on the table. I like to look at them because they remind me of my wifey. Not for a second does the vision of your angelic face leave my mind. And whatever I do, I always think that you are somewhere near me. In the evenings, we sit together and play cards, like in the afternoons. It happens to me even then. I feel my eyes suddenly become moist and a lump rise in my throat. All that because poor Huzzy is alone. Alone. September 24th. We have just arrived at Libo. It is fine, but cold and rather windy. But what does it all matter since my sweetie is not with me? I'm writing to you now in my cabin on board the dear Polar Star. The two little inscriptions on the windows have remained as they were. My darling, I miss you so dreadfully. And I'm so jealous of the Feldjäger who's bringing this letter that he will see you, my adored wifey. Please excuse this stupid letter of mine, my darling. But as it was begun three days ago, it is difficult to continue in the same swing. I love you, pray for you, and think of you night and day. I kiss you and Olga and Tatiana tenderly. Give my love to Irene and my compliments to everyone. Ever your own truly loving Hazi, Nikki. Nikki to Alex, September 28, 1898, Copenhagen. When I see all the other young couples together, I feel so forlorn and out of place. 
But I am quite sure that not one of those husbands loves his wife so strongly and devotedly as I love my Alex. Well, your name is continually used here, Aunt Alex and little Alex of Cumberland. And that makes me start up every time and gives me a shock. Fancy Boise is so sad that he is alone that it has made me forget about his very existence. He sends his respects to Lady. I never cease praying for you and our sweet little daughters. And every night in my bed, I send you three my fondest kisses and blessings. Ever your own truly loving and passionately devoted old louse boob and hussy, Nikki. Nikki to Empress Marie, November 21st, 1898, Levadia. Alex is expecting another child and is not feeling well. In the evenings she lies in bed and I read to her, we have already finished War and Peace and have just started Children's History of Emperor Alexander I, which Nikolai is so carried away with. Twice a week, couriers bring me a mountain of papers, and on those days I am in a bad mood. Queen Victoria to Nikki, March 1st, 1899, Windsor Castle. Dearest Nikki, it is ages since you wrote to me and I to you, but I am sure you have not forgotten your old grandmama, who wishes much we could see each other again. I long to see darling Aliki so much, but I feel now there is something what I must tell you, which you ought to know and which perhaps you do not. It is... I am very sorry to say that Wilhelm takes every opportunity of impressing before Sir F. LaSalle that Russia is doing all in her power to work against us, saying that she offers alliances to other powers and has made one with the Emir of Afghanistan against us. I need not say that I do not believe a word of this, neither do Lord Salisbury and Sir F. LaSalle. With many loves to dear Licky and kisses to the little girls, believe me, always, your devoted grandmama, V.R.I. Nikki to Queen Victoria, March 13th, 1899, St. Petersburg. Dearest Grandmama, I thank you from all my heart for your kind letter, which touched me deeply. Convorantsov will be the bearer of this letter. He came with us to Belmoral. I feel quite ashamed at not having written to you for such a long time and beg you to excuse me. I am so happy you told me in that open way about Wilhelm. Now I fully understand what he's up to. It is a dangerous double game he's playing at. I heard very much the same from Count Austin II from Berlin about the English policy as what you and Lord Salisbury must have learned from Sir F. Lascelles about us. I am very glad you did not believe the story of the alleged alliance between us and the Emir of Afghanistan, for there is not a syllable of truth in it. As you know, dearest Grandmama, all I am striving at now is for the longest possible prolongation of peace in this world. I hope that the beautiful climate of the Riviera will be profitable to you. If all is well, we would so much like to pay you a private visit at Balmoral with our babies this autumn. We hope this plan will suit you. Alex sends you her tenderest love, and so does your ever-devoted and loving grandson, Nikki.
Nikki to Empress Marie, March 20th, 1899, The sleigh path is excellent. We go out together every day in the hunting sleigh and I drive, which is a great pleasure. Alex feels well in general, but cannot walk as she immediately feels pain as she goes about the rooms in a wheelchair. I hope that because of the strong measures with the students, peace will at last be restored for this year. It's intolerable. Georgie to Nikki, June 15th, 1899, Abbas Tuman. My dear Nikki, I congratulate you and Alex with all my heart on this new happiness for your family, the birth of your third daughter. I had been waiting for this news for over two weeks and was surprised at such a delay. I hope that Alex is well and that everything is fine. I am terribly sad and upset that I have not yet been able to see your daughters and get to know them. But what can I do? It means it's not my fate and everything is the will of God. But life here is pleasant and I cannot complain of my fate. This autumn, I will have been here eight years. And despite myself, I have grown used to the life in the place. I simply cannot believe that I have already lived here so many years. It seems such a short time ago that we were sailing together on the Azov. But it is already eight years. I regret my Navy service, which I so loved then. But I have already long since mentally said goodbye to it. Unfortunately, I am no longer fit for any kind of service. I am no longer able to walk at all, for instance, because of shortness of breath. And this is a great privation for me, as you yourself know how much I always loved walking and working. Queen Victoria Snigi, July 2nd, 1899, Windsor Castle. Dearest Snigi, Pray accept the expression of my sincerest sympathy in this great sorrow, for I know the affection you had for your poor brother Georgie, whose life was so sad and lonely. You will have felt sad at not having seen him for so long. Was it very sudden, and what brought on this fatal hemorrhage? I am so thankful that dear Licky has recovered so well, but I regret the third girl for the country." Let me thank you also very much for your last kind letter for my birthday, and the lovely and so very useful earrings your dear Licky so kindly gave me. Believe me always, your devoted grandmamma, V.R.I. P.S. Since writing the above, I have heard from Aunt Alex the very distressing sad circumstances of your dear brother's death which must greatly add to your dear mamma's grief. Surely it was not prudent to let him bicycle. Empress Marie to Nikki, July 4th, 1899, on the train. My dear Nikki, about our last conversation, I have thought more on it and consider it essential to clarify the question as soon as possible because it could cause confusion. In all the churches they have already prayed for Misha as heir and Grand Duke Mikhail Alexandrovich, but not Tsarevich, which is completely correct. It is essential that it immediately be made known everywhere that he is to be called heir until a son is born to you. Once again, I embrace you with all my heart, and thank you, my dear Nikki for the comfort of your care and affection during this sad and terrible time. May God bless you. 
your deeply loving mama. Nikki to Queen Victoria, July 8th, 1899, Peterhof. My dearest grandmama, your kind letter of warm sympathy for us all in our terrible sorrow touched me deeply, and I thank you for it with all my heart. Indeed, it was an awful blow coming so sudden and unexpectedly, and poor dear mama is quite heartbroken. Not having been with our dear George yet, the last makes it all the harder for her to bear. As every kind word is a comfort at such a time, I shall not fail to tell her of your affectionate letter. Alex and the baby are doing well, I am glad to say, and both spend all day on the balcony. The weather has been splendid ever since our child's birth. I hardly remember such a heat with us in the north. Mama is returning with a body on Monday, and I'm going to meet her at Moscow and come on with them together. That will make two days separation from Alex. The funeral will take place probably on the 14th at Petersburg. Alex and I send you our very fondest love. I remain, dearest grandmama, your devoted and loving grandson, Nikki. Nikki to Alex, July 10th, 1899, Peterhof. My own sweet little wifey dear, it seems strange to write to you while I'm sitting downstairs in my room and I know that you are quietly on your balcony. But tomorrow I shall be far away and I do not want to let a day pass without you hearing from your husband, and either from his lips or on paper, how he loves you and the three little ones. My darling, our separation this time is not long, so be cheery and try to have the babies as much as possible. In the evening, you will see Valdemar and have a tete-a-tete -tete dinner. Please invite my old dog for your meals, and do not forget to feed our birdies outside. I rather dread the meeting in Moscow. After four years of separation, to see one's brother arrive in a coffin is a horrid idea. I'm afraid it will also upset poor Mama. We must, as usual, take courage and carry our cross patiently as Jesus Christ bids us. But sometimes it is overwhelmingly hard. I dare complain the least. Having such happiness on earth, having a treasure like you, my beloved Alex, and already the three little cherubs. From the depth of my heart do I thank God for all his blessings. In giving me you, he gave me paradise, and he has made my life an easy and happy one. Labor and passing troubles are nothing to me, once I have got you by my side. Perhaps my expression does not show it, but I feel it deeply. Our prayers will meet in the evening, only two nights, especially tomorrow, Olga's name's day. You cannot imagine, my sweet darling, what a strange feeling it is to be sitting near you and to be writing to you at the same time. I confessed I fibbed in telling you that I was going to write to Victoria. But I think you are none the worse, sweetie dear. It is a pity we could not go out in the launch. But I think it is safer that we did not, on account of the wind and rather fresh air. And it also gave us a few hours more in which we spent together.
I write very badly. I do not know whether I'm to write in the past or in the present. God bless you, my own beloved wife. Be sure that my prayers and thoughts are constantly around you. I must end as we both wanted to play bezik. Good night, my sweet darling Alex, my own wife, my joy, my happiness, my one and all. God bless you and the dear little daughters, ever your own truly devoted and deeply loving husband, Nikki. Alex to Nikki, July 22nd, 1899, Peterhof. My own precious darling Huzzy dear, I cannot find words to tell you how intense my joy was when Archie brought me your adorable letter. It was such a delightful surprise, and I thank you for it with all my heart. You're too sweet to have thought of me, and this time I gave no letter to be taken for you. Such a shame. Fancy your having sat near me writing the letter. Not for a minute did I guess it was for me. I only wondered how quickly you were writing to Victoria. The night was a lonely one, and each time I woke up and put my hand out, I touched cold pillow instead of a dear warm hand, and nobody to shake and poke and bother by waking up. When you drove off, I looked from the corridor window like in the morning when you rode. I miss your kisses frightfully and hated to see you start off alone on that sad journey. Each time we part, it's for a sad reason, and therefore doubly hard to let you go alone. My thoughts do not leave you for an instant, and I can imagine with what feelings you approach Moscow. My heart aches for you, and I know how your night will be. Could I have flown over to clasp you in my arms and shower kisses upon you and tell you of my great love and how it daily grows and grows, filling up my whole life? But Georgie, dear boy, is at peace and rest now, away from life's sorrows and free from all sufferings. One cannot wish him back again to continue his solitary life. I am sure that he and your darling father are now nearer to you than ever, and that they grieve to see you suffering all. But think what a stay and comfort you are to poor little mother dear, and having you near her will help her too. If my love can be of any comfort, let me tell it to you over and over again. I love you. I love you with all my heart and mind and soul and with passion and tenderness. Alex. Alex Tanicki, June 23rd, 1900. Peter Hoff. My own precious darling, I must send you a letter today already. It was horrid having to let you go off all alone. Driving away from the station, I felt a nasty lump in my throat and a suspicious moisture in the eyes. So I went straight off to the little church and felt much calmer after praying for my darling. The service only lasted half an hour. I was too happy to receive your telegram from Luga and kiss you for it with all my heart. Every word from you is such a comfort to a lonely heart. I have grown so accustomed to having my hussy near me that I can't bear being without him. If you could have seen my tea table, a wee table with a glass of milk, strawberries, and a few biscuits. I must quickly ring for the children, and then before the dentist comes, shall finish this epistle. Good night, my precious sweet husband. God bless and protect you, and may holy angels watch over you and guard you. I cover your sweet face with kisses, forehead, eyes, and mouth and remain your ever tenderly loving little wifey. 
Alex. Nikita Alex, June 24th, 1900. Chrome. My own beloved sweetie dear, I cannot believe that we are separated. And I've caught myself several times going into your compartment to see what you are doing. My darling, how awfully I miss you and long to see your beloved face and covered with kisses. In two days, God grant, we may be able to clasp our arms around each other. I am eagerly awaiting a letter from you as you wired that you are writing daily. After Queen Victoria's death in January of 1901, the political landscape of the world shifted. During this year, a certain Monsieur Philippe was introduced to Alex and Nikki by the princesses of Montenegro. Several years later, these sisters would introduce another mystical man to the Tsar in Tsaritsa. Alex to Nikki, August 27, Tsarsko Selo. My own precious one, I want you to find these lines when we are separated so as that you may feel wifey is near to you. My thoughts and earnest prayers will follow you all the time. Monsieur Philippe's too, I know, and that is one comfort to me, as otherwise our parting would be too awful. The idea of having to part makes me wretched, but God grant we shall soon be together again. Your sweet kisses, how I shall yearn for them. We have been so lucky that we are always together, only it makes every separation harder to bear. Don't forget, Saturday evening towards 10.30, all our thoughts will fly to Lyons then. How rich life is since we've known Philippe and everything seems easier to bear. Sweet, precious Nikki, how I love you. There are no words to say how much. Thank you, sweet angel, for all the love you show me. I shall look well after our four tinies. They will be my comforters. I am better off than you in this case. I love you. Love you and cover your precious face with tenderest burning kisses. God bless and protect you and keep you from all harm. Oh, how hard to part. Farewell, sweetie. My Nicky, my very own boy, to whom I cling with every fiber. I kiss you. Kiss you. Ever your own old wifey. This has been an episode of The Tsar and Tsaritsa, a product of the Milburn Stone Theater at Cecil College. Produced and edited by William Bryant. This episode features the voices of Angela Marie Teague, Reiner Prohaska, Rachel Barton, Regina Rose, and Tom Worthington. For more details, please visit milburnstone.com.